DX Talk, a podcast brought to you by Magnolia. So welcome to this new episode of the DX Talk. Today we will talk about how the digitization of every aspect of our lives also touches art and especially museums. So a bit of a, bit of a less technical episode this time. I'm very glad to welcome on one hand Boris Magrini. He's a Swiss art historian and curator at the Heck House of Electronic Arts in Basel. And on the other hand, Claudio Vogt, head of press and publication programs at Kunsthalle Basel, one of the leading contemporary art spaces in Switzerland. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so I would like you to, to maybe give us and our audience a very brief introductions uh, of yourselves and mainly of your institutions. Maybe you want to go first, Claudio. Yes, hello. Um, so I work at the Kunsthalle Basel, as you mentioned, and there I am responsible for the most parts of our communication. Kunsthalle Basel is an institution that shows contemporary art since 1872, which sounds very old, but um, we do not have a collection, so we are not considered a museum, as you as you'd say, but we're um, a place that shows exhibitions around eight every year, mainly uh, new productions and mostly by, let's say, young artists. And this has been the case since its founding. And so, for instance, Picasso or um, Gauguin, Fischli-Weiss, Cindy Sherman, they all had shows at the Kunsthalle Basel very early in their careers. And this is still the case today. Today we have a show by Luke Willis-Thompson, Rafaela Vogel, and a new one will be by Sonja Kantarowski, all quite young artists and also working in all kind of uh, fields, medias, from painting to installation, performance, video, okay. etc. So you have a, a quite strong analog um, heritage, so to speak, uh, which is quite different to where you come from, Boris. Can you give us uh, also short insight. Yes, of course. And thank you, Lucius, for the invitation. Um, I work as a curator at HEC um, since uh, about one and a half year. HEC is a house of electronic arts here in, uh, in Basel. It's uh, one of the few, if not only the only one institution in Switzerland that uh, has a um, really explicitly and only uh, specifically deal with media art. Um, we call it a house of electronic art. Um, of course, electronic, digital um, technologies are important for us in the sense that uh, we deal with artists that uh, use, use these technologies, but um, the focus is not only on the technology itself that the artists use, but mainly also the topics that they approach. For, for this reason, we consider it an institution dealing with media art in the sense that artists um, are not only using new media, but also approaching topics that are relevant to the society today and that are uh, concerned with the new technologies. Mm -hmm. And uh, HEC exists since 2011. So it's a quite, quite new institution. Of course, there is a, 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 a heritage um, that in Basel specifically, like Plug In and then the Shift Festival, that sort of facilitated the, the, uh, the opening of HEC as an institution. And um, uh, we have uh, several exhibitions per year. We have uh, five to six exhibitions. Uh, in uh, in our uh, space, we have also Extramuros exhibition. We had uh, uh, recently uh, a very important uh, installation by Rafael Lozano Hemmer at the Augusta Raurica. And then, of course, we have conference, concerts, um, 
performances, even dance pieces uh, we had, and also workshop addressing to families, children, but also um, any kind of uh, person. So we uh, not only show visual arts, but we also have a program of whatever performance, uh, music, electronic music, and so on. Right. So and we also have a collection. That's <laughs> it. Maybe we will get back to that. Okay. So to start this off, I want to ask you um, and ask you to answer in just one sentence. If I drop the two words art and digital, what is your first association? Hmm. The heck. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. No, I think like um, I think of the artists that in like a few last few months maybe um, that I realized they use technology really well, the digital. And I have to think of Raffaella Vogel, who we are showing uh, just now, who used drones to film herself while walking through the nature. And I thought, you know, it's always been the artist that like showed me how to use technology very well. That was not one <laughs> sentence, sorry. Mm. <laughs> That's okay. How about you? In one sense, it's going to be difficult. Um, I wouldn't say it's the only uh, art of the future, but it's, I think the future is going of the artistic production is going in that direction. And I see more and more artists using digital technology. So for me, it's the artistic production of the, of the 21st century. Mm. So um, there's this concept digital first that has transformed things like the media dramatically. So the concept that you, whatever you produce, you think about putting it online first, putting it online and then putting it in the physical world. It transformed many commercial institutions dramatically. Um, so is do you think is digital first something that will also happen in the world of museums as well? Well, I think it's already happening. Uh, of course, I mean, museums react to the new technologies and uh, internet, it's, it's impossible for, a, for an institution today to live without the internet, right? Um, I mean, you could, but uh, yeah. why would you do that? And uh, why would you um, not use some technology, some, uh, some tools? Uh, the question is, of course, how you use them and, and what are the dangers associated to them? Um, how can you use them intelligently? How can you not be uh, overwhelmed by, by, by the technology and the tools and, and also the different um, maybe few, uh, companies that also provide new tools constantly? Uh, there's always this also... A problem with the digital technology that uh, every year um, it's, there's a better solution that comes out so you maybe invest a lot of money on one solution and then two years later maybe you have to change it so um, a lot of question but uh, but i don't think the question should we use digital technology is a question at all no i didn't mean that I would, the idea was about is is digital first something that you already have in mind in, in terms of <clears throat> before you do an exhibition you think mm. about how it will how will we handle it online or, yes. or in on, in social media or whatever before we actually concept the whole exhibition? Or is it still mm. something that you want to do an exhibition then think about how can we actually bring it online as well? Because now uh, you work with many digital artists and digital artworks, forms of artwork. I would like to know how many, how much technology you already use at the heck in, I mean, in the visible, physical exhibition. Um, but are you talking about how much technology for the exhibition, yes. for the production, or for the communication? No, for the for the, for the exhibition. Yes. Well, uh, we do have a lot of. Um, I mean, we, we constantly invest in 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 hardware and new material um, because we 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 realize that it's uh, most of the time it's just cheaper than than renting it. 
And, um, and so, for example, we had an exhibition about virtual reality one year ago, and we invested in some uh, uh, hardware, Oculus Rift and HTC Vive and so on. And, and indeed, it proved a, a good choice because we used it in, in, in several other occasions. So we do have a, a quite um, large collection of computers, uh, monitors, flat screens, um, now VR, uh, hardware and so on. So for us, it's, uh, it's absolutely necessary because most of the world that we present ne necessitate this hardware. Yeah. So, yes. I think the next time <clears throat> we need some equipment, we'll come to you because <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are renting. Yes. A lot, because like there is so specific needs yes, by all yeah. the artists we're showing that like we buy a Beamer today and in two years we could use it again, but then it's outdated. Yeah. It is so true somehow, but on the other hand, sometimes it's uh, if you use it two, three times and, and it happens very often that you need a Beamer at least, yeah. <laughs> you already uh, repay the, the renting cost. So true. it depends. But yes, please feel yeah, free we, to... Yeah, uh, we have we more technology for us. It's we more... Um, use it, for instance, for the mediation, like our mediation team, uh, Francisco, Patrizio, Leoni, they use te new technologies a lot. So the, the, um, the exhibitions are, there is also painting and so on. So, um, but for instance, recently they developed a project where they asked um, the visitors to send voice messages via their own smartphones to us and we would collect them and it, it would become a kind of a oral uh, collection of impressions, a kind of oral guest book. So there definitely technology is in use. And also uh, for our photo archive, for instance, we're at the moment digitalizing what is what I found a really amazing photo archive of the last hundred years of exhibition making at the Kunsthalle Basel. And CERN and Mara are working heavily on this, making it digital available. And recently they this was um, developed by some genius minds from the university. They presented a tool where you can make a drawing on the computer or the tablet and then of something you remembered, a work or an exhibition, and then the engine would go search in the archive oh, wow. for this uh, particular work. That was um, something like a new technology that I found really interesting. So, yeah. 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 Um, also, something, I mean, we're talking about interlacing analog and digital technologies now. Um, there's also the possibility of, of using smartphone guides. You can come, you could combine that with beacons, mm -hmm. so small um, emitters that tell you or your, your smartphone where you mm -hmm. are. You can get associated information on your smartphone. Mm -hmm. uh, is that something that will just happen in larger institutions, or is this something you are investigating too? Uh, the beacon solution, I, I haven't heard about it. Um, I mean, not in the in the context of uh, museums and, and cultural institutions, but uh, who knows? Maybe it comes handy uh, in the future. But I know there are quite a couple of of uh, companies that wants to provide online services for uh, for museums and institutions. For example, I spoke with uh, with a with a recent company that wants to provide an. Um, um, an online tool that you can download on your iPad, and then the visitor would use the iPad to give feedbacks about the about the museum. Like for example, about um, did they like the work, did they um, did they feel happy, and so on and so on. Those kind of statistics that then would automatically be updated, and then at the end, as an institution, you can have a quite precise set of statistics about feedback from the visitor. So there is a lot of uh, creative application now. The question, of course, is uh, 
it's very often the case that there are uh, hundreds uh, of, of different uh, proposals and then maybe one uh, finally gets to become really successful because it it happens that it's really like well made or practical yeah. so but there there's a lot of activities yeah. in this research in this uh, field yeah i also came about uh, stumbled about something i found quite interesting it's by the uh, sf moma san francisco museum of modern art they have this experiment running where you can um actually send them a text message requesting an artwork and uh, so you can send them something um simple like send me send me something pink or you can and then the algorithm with will search their collection of of artworks and photos and mm -hmm. send you an image mm -hmm. based on pink color but you can also use more complex requests like send me love or mm -hmm. send me any abstract um words and the the algorithm will try and find an artwork mm -hmm. that matches your request you can even use emojis i think mm -hmm. and we'll send it back to you so uh is this something that you would consider just a funny experiment or is everybody experimenting with these kinds of things or is this something that has also you can see value in that was that is a possible way to go i think with like with every new technology we always need a lot of time until we really know how to use it it, it was the same with um social media like 10 years ago or more social media came up there were all these voices and we as an institution tried also to be one of these voices and to be heard and maybe only now we have realized okay we can use the social media to not be another voice but maybe better to listen to what users or our visitors have to say or what they are interested and you mentioned the news media they learned this really fast so they decided um we don't do traditional exhibition reports anymore because people don't read this. Uh, they want the full story. Um, but coming back to the MoMA now at MoMA San Francisco, I think the using WhatsApp is something that is rather new in an institution, but it's interesting and it's a good, good tryout. And it also shows that the institutions always try to be where their audience is. Mm -hmm. And five years ago, you had to be on Facebook and now you have to be on Instagram. But if you ask a 14 year old today what where on what social media he is he would say like snapchat and maybe whatsapp so like maybe the institutions are also trying to be on whatsapp so but i think it's a good I, triad um, i mean i would love to have someone in house who can do a text message service to our visitors and uh, hopefully they would get into a discussion and not just ask for pink artworks but um Yes, but I, I agree with you. But I and I also think this is a, a very smart and clever way to engage with the audience. I don't see it as a as a just a, a, a funny trick. I think it's really an interesting way and 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 very uh, playful way to to somehow um, engage the audience and and invite them to come and and visit the exhibition. And uh, and I think it's something that uh, we definitely will see more and more. I, I was in a conference in Lausanne a couple of months ago and I met one responsible of the communication department of the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. And they had they told me they had if I, I don't want to say something stupid, but if I I'm not wrong, they had like three full time or two and a half full time for people uh, dedicated to only to social uh, networks. Only to that. Not not even communication in general, but just social networks. So well that's a huge museum of course and they also engage but that tells how important and how also so traditional institutions are catching up and are really investing a lot of um, energy and means into these kind of uh, new um, networks. And you don't see the danger that these kinds of technologies overshadow the, the real work of art that's behind 
that that is just will take you know take the limelight of just being fancy and uh, I I don't think so. I don't think that too much communication can really um, harm an institution or an artwork because um, I think that the, the 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 trouble would be if the the communication in the exhibition room. It's true that there is also a tendency to make an exhibition extremely playful and colorful with interactive things just to uh, to attract a larger audience. And that I think indeed it's a it's a little bit of a pity, especially when it comes to visual arts. If it's a science muse museum, um, maybe it's also okay. But it is, I'm also not a specialist on science, so <laughs> maybe scientists would say the opposite. <laughs> um, but no, but outside of the museum to just attract the audience through social networks and so on, I don't think too much communication. I mean, it, of course, it all depends how you do it. It has to be done in an intelligent way. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Well, um, so, so technology alone doesn't make art any more interesting or disputable. No. It's, it's the way it... It will uh, interlace or cooperate with the, I mean, how it can merge the analog and the digital worlds. Is that, uh, what What strategies can you envision? To, I mean, it's it's all about sort of telling a story, right, in the end. Mm -hmm. what, I mean, what strategies we, do you see there? We as the institution, may, what we can do maybe better than anyone else is kind of, as you say, tell the story and this starts with the inspiration of the artists, to the making of the exhibition, to the exhibition, to we can provide voices who says what about an exhibition article. So we can provide the full story that maybe no one else can really do this way. We can also contextualize exhibition. We, we can do hyperlinks, so to say. We can take people digitally, maybe somewhere where they would not um, expect to to end up when when going into an exhibition or think about an exhibition and then the idea uh, takes you further away um our director elena she would when she talks about a successful exhibition um she would say it's the ones that you always think about that haunt mm -hmm. you and the experience can maybe also um be painful sometimes even and i think um, as long as the technology can help keeping the exhibition in people's mind or making them interesting mm -hmm. or making them, them think about more about the exhibition, then um, that helps a lot and that contributes more value to the exhibition. And to what extent do you already do that in, with, with the help of digital tools today? We try to be um, on the most important platforms. We try to have an interesting website. We um, we try to have tools in the exhibition that help uh, people understand better um, what they are actually looking at. With, the, for instance, this project I described earlier, but still we also have a library and we also have an exhibition text. So we do everything digital and analog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we also, uh, I mean, we communicate the exhibition also through all the uh, most important social networks, Instagram, Facebook, and so on. Um, yeah, it, but it's true that uh, we, we, we have two main kind of exhibition. I would say we have the group exhibition and the um, solo exhibition, like in uh, the Kunsthalle. And it's true that if a group show has a strong topic, like for example, next exhibition is going to be about um, ecology. Uh, it's called Ecovisionary. So art is engaging with new technologies. How can you use new technologies to engage in ecological topics and bring new vision about us?
possible solution or, uh, or approaches. So that, that the topic is driving the narrative somehow, also how we communicate and then we also built um, a program of workshop around these topics. And, um, and then of course, uh, from a point of view of communication, we have video. So maybe the fact that our uh, work so far, that, that the one that we present are really digital, mainly in or, or their, their media, work on media, so video work, um, there might be installation and so on. So maybe the conveying through digital media of the digital media artwork is somehow more uh, natural, but I'm not so sure about this. I think uh, paintings and installation and sculpture are also very, um, very appropriate. Of course, it has a huge history of, of mainly from the documentation. Mm -hmm. And I think our job at the Kunsthalle is to give the artists the best conditions to make the best show. But then we have to take this show to the world. We have to show it to the world, even mm. to the people who cannot come to the Kunsthalle. And so our documentation is really important. And there the digital, um, I think we can all agree, is the best, let's say, or gives the best um, possibilities. And this, but this also has developed. I mean, some years ago, you had this whitewashed, bloodless, nice photos on contemporary art daily, and they would spread. And now more and more, people do their own photographs and load it, upload it on social media, Instagram and influencers mm -hmm. became a thing. So they, like the influencers became the new PR agents for museums or just recently the Louvre kind of took it to a next level by having Jay-Z and Beyonce do their music video in at the Louvre. And then last time I, I checked, they had like ten, nine, 100 million views. Mm -hmm. And so then I thought, okay, like I would love this uh -huh. to have taken place at the Kunsthalle. Of course. Because like, you know, that's how you mediate, like that's how you make people uh, see your shows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if they don't come, we have to kind of um, make sure they at least follow us mm -hmm. or know what we're doing, right? I think a, a press, an a, a online presence is, a, is as important as a, as a physical presence. I mean, it's also... Um, it conveys not only the image of the institution, but it can also convey content. Uh, and that is also interesting. Mm. I mean, of course, that's your idea that you can reach um, somebody that never visits your institution, but nonetheless, you, you reach that person. Somehow you have had a dialogue with that person. Somehow you presented your work to that person as well through mm -hmm. the text, through the images. So, yes, I think it's, uh, it's true. It's something that uh, has to be uh, considered, yeah. I, I just quickly looked at some numbers and I realized that, for instance, if I post installation news of a show on Instagram, it's, let's say, around 10,000 impressions, 10,000 probably people see it, but never 10,000 come to see a show or not even 10,000 go on our website to the exhibition and see the images there. So mm -hmm. like there's so much potential of people seeing a show that you produce mm -hmm. and only such a small amount actually comes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we do it because we want the artists to be seen. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Right. We don't do it for us. <laughs> I mean, well, no, of course. Uh, well, somehow, I mean, it's, it's also true that for a, for a cultural institution, the, the fact that you manage to have an audience and that your audience follows you, it's also an important, of course, value yeah. for the institution. We are not selling goods. Yeah. We are um, presenting exhibitions and concepts. Yeah. yeah. At the Hague, you also uh, you don't just do exhibits; you also engage in discussions about, mm -hmm. as you mentioned before, the topics about our society and how it will transform mm -hmm. through digitization. 
Do you also engage with your online uh, with your audience online? Do you curate discussions mm -hmm. there? No, we do uh, we do podcast uh, online the the talks that we have very often. Uh, we have different conference uh, talks. Uh, um so often they are um online uh, live pod uh, live uh, streamed live uh, during the the talk but um we do not have we we start we are working on a um, uh, on a on a blog uh, made by our uh, mediation department cultural mediation department uh, but we don't have um um a program that only exists online and that doesn't exist also in our institution so that we don't do as far as i know we have our collection that is online as well so and we also have collection of we focus on digital artworks and also net based a lot of net based uh, artworks so our collection is also online partly we are also working on that because it's a it's a long uh, process also to restore some of the works Uh, that were done in the 90s so it seems like very easy but it's it's a huge amount of and uh, it's a very difficult uh, approach and task there's different choices also to be taken so that is also online and um, and that exists online somehow it only exists online because those works are uh, net-based uh, works of art yeah hmm. so um maybe to somehow find an end to this talk um i would like to have a look forward um how important do you think the the digital presence will become even more in the future will it will we maybe even see in your case that we don't see digital first but digital only at some stage that your entire institution will just live online or how do you envision let's say your your online your um digital presence of your institutions in say 10 years from now I think Konsole has a lot of potential to say nicely to think of the online or the digital Kunsthalle and by this I mean to make to invest more for people who cannot be physically at the Kunsthalle but because we are kind of a center for knowledge for many things and not only exhibitions we have to get this content online so people can um, yeah can use it But then I think the actual space is will always be like our main, like the making exhibitions will always be our main um, focus. And I was last week I was in Berlin to see a show by Arthur Chaffer at the Julius Dosche collection. And I have seen many videos and um, Instagram posts and photos from the show. And I knew I wanted to show go there. But nothing is comparable to be in the space and be with your friends before the screen discussing it at the same time while facing the artwork so i think we don't have to fear that the digital will you know demolish the constants <laughs> no i definitely believe as well that uh, the digital is not the only um uh, the, the only future that we have in front of us i i believe that the uh, traditional media and and, and all Painting. There has always been said paintings come to an end, and every every ten years, uh, somebody comes up with the idea that painting is finishing, and, and it's completely stupid because painting can always 
come renew itself in a, in a very surprising way. So I don't believe digital is the future, the only future, but I think it, it, we, we, we are using it more and more. And I think also uh, in the artistic production, more and more artists will use it naturally without even thinking about b using a digital tool. So it will just be incorporated in our everyday life and uh, also in the everyday yeah. artistic production. So it's just like art has always been produced by right. the available tools, right? right? Whatever it was at that time. Mm -hmm. So we just have new tools and we use them. Exactly. Right. Our next show will be Sonia Kantarovsky and he is known for his paintings. He is a painter and okay. the first four rooms will be full of paintings and in the last room it will be a new animation video that looks like the newest technology. And so he does both. He even thinks of incorporating one of the paintings on the wall where the film is projected. So even someone who paints like Gauguin, if you look at it, thinks of um, animation movies today. and. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was a, a very interesting insight and outlook. I'm very happy that I could talk to the, to the two of you, Boris Magrini and Claudia Fox, and I'm, I hope um, you liked it too. Thanks for the invitation, of course. Thank you so much. The DX Talk. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Talk to us via Facebook or Twitter, or visit us at mgnl.io.